Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, reminding you that we have online human and spiritual integration workshops. Yay! I'm so excited to be offering these. I've been going out to parishes and dioceses and universities and seminaries and um, religious communities and offering these. And now you can access these from the comfort of your living room and in your pajamas, if you choose, with a cup of coffee. And so just go to sacredhearthealingministries.com. I have a couple of spots still left for next week. Um, And then by the time this is airing, that's probably going to be underway already. So you can look to to January for... um, for the next time, for the next sign up, the next um, workshop. So also um, books, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma and Fearless Abundant Life Through Infinite Love, both available on Amazon, um, as well as Intensive Trauma Therapy. You can find more information about that at my website, um, sacredhearthealingministries.com. So today I want to jump in because... Uh, recently did a couple of podcasts about effective positive self-talk. And this is really actually something we can teach to our children. So this podcast is titled Teaching Self-Talk to Children. I'm going to start off with a little story, like telling stories. To Stories help me learn things. and um, And so then they tend to stick with me. And I think when we when we have a story that illustrates something, it can really help us um, kind of really kind of crack it open and really kind of um, glean a lot of different points uh, about a particular situation that just listing the points um, doesn't seem to get at the whole thing. So this was a number of years ago. My nephew was only three years old at the time, this, this particular nephew name is Bryce, and hi, Bryce, if you're listening to this. So I was at hit my brother's house um, back in South Georgia. I was, I was over there and spending the, the couple of days with them. I was back in the back getting changed for bed, washing my face, brushing my teeth, and all that sort of thing. And from out in the living room, I heard such weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth as I... I've had not heard in a long time. And so, you know, kind of thought, what in the world is going on? Like somebody's really hurt, sounded like one of the boys. Um, And so kind of walked down the hall, just glancing out in the living room. And Bryce was really struggling. He was having a hard time. He was crying. He was upset. He was And my brother and sister-in-law, you know, my brother was kind of sitting there calmly on his laptop, and my sister-in-law was reading a book to Moses, Bryce's little brother, who was a year and a half at the time. And and by how 
calm they were. I could tell this was a regular experience. Like this wasn't something that happened seldom. So I, um, I felt peaceful about that, but just to make sure I said, he's okay, right? Like he's good. And, um, my brother glanced up from his computer and he said, yeah, he stubbed his toe and he glanced right back down. He just kept going and he wasn't being facetious. I mean, it was being kind of like, that's all there is to it. And, um, so, you know, I glanced down at Bryce's feet and there was nothing, there was no, you would have expected that the toenail would be hanging off or even the toe <laughs> hanging off by how Bryce was carrying on. And yet there, there wasn't that. And it's, I was really kind of like, huh, okay, that's interesting. And I went back to the back, you know, finished getting ready for bed, came back out into the living room. And by that time, my sister-in-law was putting the youngest boy to bed and my brother had moved over to the couch and he was kind of kicked back on the couch with his laptop still on his, on his, you know, lap. And he was working on that. And he had Bryce in the kind of in the crook of his arm, holding him close to him. But, you know, and Bryce was still carrying on. But as you know, if you're a parent or have been around children, you know, there's only so many times you can say, you're okay, you're safe. It's all right. There's really only so many times we can say that and um, and reassure them and um, and just kind of left up to how they respond to that. And um, so Richard was being close to Bryce and doing a good job, you know, being present to him. But there was there was only so much he could say to him. And so uh, so I I came and I sat in this chair that was close by the couch. And um, you have to understand that Bryce, at three years old, everybody would call him Bryce, and he would refer to himself as Brycey. So it was adorable. He had a little term of endearment for himself. And so um, so I sat in that chair, and I, I said, Bryce, there's a baby Brycey in your heart who's scared, and you can let him know he's safe. And he looked at me like, you are crazy, lady. And he pulled in closer to my brother, and he goes, Daddy. <laughs> And my brother had heard what I said, and he did something that to this day I still think was genius. He did not have pictures of Bryce on that computer. He just went out on the internet and pulled up a picture of a baby crying. And he turned that picture towards Bryce, which is so genius because kids that age are very concrete in their thinking, and I'm telling him something totally abstract, right? So my brother turns that picture of the baby crying, towards Bryce and Bryce looked at it and goes from, you know, very upset and face all crying and tears and (laughs) kind of, you know, crying, breathing and that sort of thing. And he looked at the picture and ever so calmly and peacefully, all the tension, all the stress, all the upset just drained away in about 10 or 15 seconds. It was astounding. I was shocked, even though I was the one who was, you know, had instructed him to do this. But at three years old, he could do that. He could do that. He could be essentially like, think of all that comes from that. Like what came from that is emotions or information, but they're only one source of information. You're having this emotion. You're not the emotion. And then helping him position himself as the the true or the wise self who could see 
the emotion what the emotional part was struggling with and could also present other information and so it's kind of like personifying the emotion for the sake of being able to treat it compassionately does that make sense by by like saying you know it's a baby bracy it's not really a baby bracy i mean it's a there's a feeling of upset but it's hard to be compassionate to a feeling so we just kind of personify them so so what i've learned is that positive self-talk is really just one of the most important interior skills any person can have and unfortunately it just rarely if ever gets taught um that's unfortunate it's quite sad and i think we see the chaos that comes from that in our society in all the my goodness and all the chaos that um that there is and all of the, the the high drama and and even crime and all that sort of thing so bullying especially all sort of things so since we listen to ourselves far more than we listen to anybody else it's just really an essential skill to have and when when we have it when we have positive effective positive self-talk almost any situation can be handled with confidence and peace and so sadly the flip side of that is when we lack it we can really quickly become dependent on others for that affirmation and validation that 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 little emotional part of us is looking for and and sadly a lot of times what we end up doing i think most often is identifying as that that little emotional part that's looking for the affirmation and validation um so when we lack it it can really position a child to be a follower in the crowd and a dependent on um, kind of the the leader um, and at worst it can leave a child vulnerable to teasing and bullying which can really be quite destructive and deeply traumatizing so if you haven't already you might want to listen to those podcasts um, how to talk to yourself and how to talk to mean voices that i did um, a couple of weeks ago because learning how to talk to yourself in a healthy way is really going to help you be able to teach the same to your child. The most effective self-talk isn't just talking to yourself, but it's talking to yourself from your true wise self. So that means speaking from a calm, confident and compassionate place to whatever part is struggling, just like Bryce did in that story, right? He was, um, he was speaking, from a calm, confident, and compassionate place to baby Bracey, kind of air quotes, baby Bracey, right? And um, it's just really amazing because that what it leads to is autonomy and self-efficacy. The person themselves realizes, I can take care of me. I can reassure that emotional part of me. I can take that peace that the Lord gives to me and the love he gives to me and then kind of minister that to these emotional parts of myself. It can, can like position the child for being able to emotionally regulate and then have confidence. The confidence that comes from practicing positive self-talk is really hard to overstate. And the first young child that I used it with was, like I said, with my nephew. But then when I shared that later with um, a young mom, um, her daughter, 
she told me about, I'm not sure if her daughter was five at the time, but when these incidences take, had taken place, her daughter was five. And she shared a couple of really astounding situations with me as well that um, had to do with her five-year-old daughter. And it's just, I was just really struck. You know, I, I think the only reason that it might sound complicated to us as adults is because we we may have had years of believing we really are the emotions we're experiencing or relying on others to soothe us or even believing that, you know, kind of like if we're talking to ourselves, it means we're crazy, we're mentally unstable, which is actually really the opposite. It's when we talk to ourselves that we're able, when we do that properly and correctly, like I'm talking about here, we're able to to really kind of, um, you know, almost like bulletproof a child against a lot of mental instability. So I just really want to, wanted to share this with you because as I was doing those podcasts on us as adults, doing that effective, positive self-talk was just really, you know, these, the story of teaching this to children and then, you know, doing this in my practice with children. Um, when I'm working with kiddos, just came to mind and just thought like how useful this can be, you know, because I really believe, I'm not sure this is an overstatement, might sound like a hyperbole, but it's, I don't think it's dramatically off. I think if, if children were being taught this regularly, I mean, we'd be at least far greater down the road to world peace. It would just be amazing. The interior peace that we have, we know we naturally relate out of that to each other and how that would change families and and the workplace and schools and agencies and organizations and communities if if everyone was doing this so just really want to encourage you whether you're a parent or a teacher or an, an aunt or an uncle or a godparent or whatever your role is in being able to um, to teach children, just teach the teach children to talk to themselves as Jesus would talk to him, and you won't regret it, and he won't either. May the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share, and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media, and to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.